Hey guys, welcome to Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. I'm Miley. And I'm Belle. And today we're going to be talking about two creatures from Pennsylvania. The first being the squonk, a.k.a. my favorite creature in the <laughs> entire world. And you can't say that. We're from West Virginia. It's got to be Mothman or Braxy. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> and then, uh, so this is going to be kind of like a two-parter because we're first going to talk about the squonk and then we're going to talk about the Thunderbird, which are both from Pennsylvania. So, if you have never heard of the squonk, then you are in for a real treat. The first known written account of a squonk came in 1910 from the book titled Fearsome Creatures of the Lumberwoods, with a few desert and mountain beasts. That's the name of the book. That's the name of the whole yeah, book? the entire book. That's what, what it's in called. the world? I don't know. Can they not come up with a better title? I guess not. I mean, honestly, like, with creatures like this, they're technically called cryptozoological creatures. Yeah. Which, I really don't think I'd pick up a book. Oh, well, I mean, of course, I know what cryptozoological creatures are. Yeah. But, like, offhand, I'm not going to be like, oh, this book is about cryptozoological creatures. I just like the name Let me give itself. that a read. I don't really just go around saying that all the time. You know, they're just better words that's to say it. than that's that. That's a long, that's a, that's a mouthful. mouthful. Exactly. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, this book was written by William Thomas Cox, and no other accounts are known to have been told or existed prior to this book. So, this man made this I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. But it's, we'll just leave it at that. I'm I'm ready. Um, But it is also mentioned in the book from 1939 called Fearsome Critters by Henry H. uh, Tryon. So. Critters. Yeah. You can tell that man's from Appalachia. For real. So Squonk is actually a whole species and not just one single creature. I did not know this. Yes. A whole species. Oh, man. I forgot that I looked up how to say this when I was doing this research. Yeah. However, I've now forgotten. I'm going to try to say it. Okay. There's actually a scientific name given to the species. Wait, the species that we don't know if it exists? It has an official name? Yes. It is called Lacrima corpus dissolvens. I think that's how you say it. Yep, pretty long, uh, which originates from the Latin words tear, body, and dissolve, which will make a lot more sense later on. Yeah. What? I love Tear, body, and what? Dissolve. Dissolve? Yes. Again, it'll make perfect sense here in just a, a couple minutes. Okay. So, it is said that they were first discovered in the late 1800s when, quote, Exhausted lumberjacks would sit around the fire on cold winter nights, drinking whatever made them feel good, and then conjuring the likes of a squonk for their own pleasure. End quote. They conjured it? Yes. Wait, is it a demon? (laughs) I mean, I read that, and honestly, what stuck out to me the most is that at the end it says, for their own pleasure. What that means, I don't know. I don't think I want to know. So these were lonely, drunk lumberjacks. Who conjured something for their pleasure. Now thinking about it, the whole idea surrounding squats kind of makes more sense under those circumstances. So, yeah, we're just going to get on with that. We might come back to that later. Okay. So, in his book, Cox explains that the squonk used to live in high plains with desert vegetation. But as these areas changed to swamps, they had to adapt. Mm. They began to develop webbed toes... But only on the submerged left feet 
What? And because of this, they could only swim in circles and never made it back <laughs> to land. What? <laughs> These creatures are just swim around in circles. And I mean, if they were real, it would make me really sad because, you know, drowning is kind of one of my biggest fears. I don't like the idea of it at all. But just imagine a creature with only webbed toes on one foot swimming around in circles. I just want you to picture that for a minute. I don't... I mean, I really can't say if I would be afraid. How big is the circle? I guess that would determine whether or not I was afraid. Because yeah, if it was point. a large circle, I would question, like, is this thing going to get out? Is it going to yeah. eat me alive? But if it's, okay. like, a really small circle, then I'm going to be like, is this broken? <laughs> <laughs> like, But also, what doesn't make sense to me is that if all of them developed this wouldn't they all just die out also also i mean like wouldn't they eventually evolve again because it says that they evolved Mm. from like desert creatures into these swamp creatures so wouldn't like naturally it evolve again yeah that's true i mean that would make sense what do i know about evolving squonks so this is also the person who wrote the very first book about squonks so please keep that in mind because he also goes on to state that fossil bones recovered from the bottoms of these lakes showed that thousands died of starvation but today they are only met in the hemlock forests of pennsylvania so there are fossil bones so there was thousands of them yeah yeah thousands of them but where are the bones now i don't know nobody knows don't ask me I'm starting to think that this man has kept the bones. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Buffalo Bill style locked up in his basement. <laughs> like, that would really be. I don't even know if that would make sense or not by this point. Nothing about this makes sense. But uh, well, I'm just gonna. I'm a believer. I want to be a believer. Let's trudge on through this yeah. swampy terrain. So, an encounter with a squonk is quite unique. They're described as ugly creatures. <laughs> With misfitting skin that is covered with warts and molds. They are incredibly unhappy oh. because of their appearance. Oh my god. So they're shallow monsters with warts all over them. And they're really insecure. Yes. And some people even describe them as being morbid. They're so oh. sad. They're yeah. so sad. Yeah, they're so sad all the time that they constantly cry. Oh my god. And you can Stop. You can even hear them weeping in the forest. I guess if you go to a forest in Pennsylvania, like, you know, where these creatures exist, if you're quiet for long enough, you can just hear low whimpers and cries from squonks. So squonks so ugly. and teenage girls yeah. have a lot in common is what I'm understanding. Lots of crying exactly. about being hideous. Well. Yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, there are also squonk hunters. So, if, in case you're wondering, if you would like to hunt for a squonk, which I don't know how anybody could kill one of these poor animals. They're so sad anyway. They're so but if, if you want to hunt for one, then bright moonlit nights are the best time to do so because they don't move much and stay under hemlock trees, afraid that they may catch a glimpse of their own reflections <laughs> in pools of water. 
This is, I the, just, this is the greatest <laughs> thing I have exactly. ever heard. It just reminds me of myself, you know, like when I stay up until like <laughs> four o'clock in the morning and I accidentally catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, you know, I should probably I go to sleep. That. Oh my God. They don't want... Yeah. I really got to go to the woods of Pennsylvania on really a really evening. That's where we're going. You can also track a squonk by following the trail of tears they leave behind and listening for the sounds of them softly crying. Yeah, I feel the same way. Just If you do find one and corner it where it can't get away, or if you surprise or frighten it, it is likely that the squonk will dissolve into its own tears. What? Which now makes sense as to why it was given that scientific name for tears, uh, tear, body, and dissolve. Because, I mean, that's basically all these. Because it dissolves into its own tears. Yes. If you catch it. Yeah, or you trap it. Or you trap it. That seems incredibly convenient. Yes, convenient is exactly the word I was thinking of. Because, I mean, why not? (laughs) Why wouldn't they? I mean, I just think about this this man who wrote this book. What an imagination. Okay, what was he on? Yeah, I think that's the better question. What year was this written? I mean, because let's be real, Absinthe, from what I hear, was really popular back in the day. A lot of famous painters and authors died of absinthe yeah. overdosing or whatever it's called. This was in 1910. Uh, that's like close to the Great so. Depression. That's probably why these characters dissolved into tears. Yeah, really. They were sad because they lived in 1910. Yeah, for real. When no happiness (laughs) was alive. (laughs) So going along with, you know, what happens with them, there's actually one story about an encounter from a man named J.P. Wentling. Is he real? Or did this author make him up as well? Um, no. I believe this man is actually real. Oh, okay. (sighs) But <laughs> you sound like you haven't psyched yourself up for this. <laughs> he found a squonk near Mont Alto, Pennsylvania, and was able to capture it in a sack. Yeah, he was able, and he, it didn't he, dissolve into he tears. It. Impressive. He was carrying it away when the weight inside the sack suddenly disappeared. And what do you think happened? Dissolved into tears. Confused, he looked in the sack and was disappointed to find that tears and bubbles were the only traces that the squonk he had captured left behind. Did you say bubbles? Yes. Tears and bubbles. Yeah, you know, I hadn't really thought about it, but... Okay, I guess if something were to dissolve... Well, I guess when anything really dissolves, it kind of leaves bubbles behind. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So I guess that kind of would make sense. But yeah, tears and bubbles... Well, could you imagine being like, man, my family's not going to believe this. Yeah, for a family caught one. And then the bag is just soaked with tears. How disappointing, really. I love how excited this man probably was. He's like, yes, I caught one. And then just dissolves to tears. What a disappointment. So I also read that, quote, unkind neighbors, end quote, accused Wintling of an excess abuse of alcohol in case, you know, you want to take that into consideration. I'm starting to believe that squonks are just the alcoholic dreams of Pennsylvanians. (laughs) Okay. I, I would, I would never do drugs. 
or drink alcohol. But <laughs> but if, if I then love, I could see a squonk, I would I'd, love to see I'd one. Think about it. <laughs> Let's go get drunk with some lumberjacks in the woods. Seriously. Oh my god. Um, another account describes an encounter that occurred along Cedar Run on a cold October morning while fishing. Oh man, hey. I really admire this account. <laughs> They heard a sobbing noise that they first assumed to be the water running over stones. The account says, quote, I saw a fat gray bird the size of a chicken stumble into the streamside grasses, crying uncontrollably and disappearing from view. That would be End quote. terrifying. Yeah, it really would. A fat gray chicken? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a gray chicken. I don't believe. My dad actually used to tell me that any animal that you saw during the daytime had rabies. And (laughs) I used to bring home a lot of stray animals as a kid. And so I think that's the only way that he could convince me that like stray animals were bad. And so if I saw this, honestly, if it was a gray chicken, I'd be like, that has rabies. I mean, obviously. And I mean, if it's crying uncontrollably, I can see how you would get the two confused. Terrifying. Yeah. Anything crying uncontrollably is terrifying. I can't say that I've ever seen animals, dogs crying uncontrollably, babies, anything that cries uncontrollably, automatically I'm panicking. Do animals cry? Dogs do. I mean, they whimper and stuff. Well, yeah. Is that the same thing? I don't know. Do they cry tears? Well, squonks do. So I guess everything else might. We just don't know. Maybe we need to pay more attention to the emotions of animals (laughs) around us. (laughs) Oh. Their feelings were never taken into consideration. Except squonks, because they dissolve. Yeah. Into tears. <laughs> so this fisherman went over to check out this creature that was He's crying. a nicer man than I am. <laughs> but before uh, he got to the spot where the creature disappeared, the crying stopped, and a long brown serpent that was 20 to 25 feet long appeared on the surface of the water. What? Yes. It slithered toward him in a tail-first serpentine motion that, okay, this is a long quote, that, quote, took me a couple of seconds to recognize as one of the best solutions I've had in years. It morphed into a great rope of tightly bound leaves and grasses swaying like an anaconda on a tropical stream, end quote. Huh? Yeah, I don't, I don't really was know. he? Was it later discovered that he too was an alcoholic? I just find it interesting that he says it was one of the best solution, hallucinations that he has had in years. What year was this? The 70s? I mean, it would make sense. Because I, this man sounds like he's on some hallucinogenics if this is the <laughs> best hallucination he's ever yeah. had. And especially because after this happened... He just continued to fish. He was like, hey, I just had a snake. Oh, yeah. If I saw a 22 foot snake coming towards me tail first. But, you know, fishing is much more important. Got to feed the family. So, got to do, got to do what you got to do, I guess. What even? That's very Appalachian of him, too. Fish (laughs) some more. Yeah, really. That's true. Uh, It is also important to note that there is actually a song about the squonk. This is amazing. And a second one that mentions it. There's two? Okay, the first one is specifically about the song, and the second one just, like, mentions the song. Oh, okay. And I've listened to both of them. Please, please, I'm begging you, listen to Squonk by Genesis. Wait, Genesis? Yes. Like, the band? Yes. That's a popular band. 
Yeah, and and they wrote a song about this thing. I mean, I honestly, I don't really know much about the band, but I'm assuming it's the same. One. I know enough about them just from having a dad who was like obsessed with that kind of music. Yeah. So, I mean, from what I saw, they looked pretty well known, like from their views on YouTube. So yeah. I guess it's the same band. Uh, I can assure you that it will be straight, a well straight bangers. <laughs> Six minutes and it's thirty six seconds minutes of your long? life. Six minutes and thirty seconds and thirty s- worth it. That was not on the radio. Well, okay. I don't know. They put "Stairway to Heaven" on the radio, and that song's like forty five minutes long. <laughs> yeah. So, just it's six minutes long. Just talking about a thing that dissolves into tears. Yep. Yep. Man. Also, the song "Any Major Dude Will Tell You" <laughs> by Steely Dan also <laughs> makes a reference. Um, by comparing the, okay, so the artist compares his tears to those of Squonks, <laughs> even though I am almost positive that there is no sadness or tears that are comparable to those oh of this God. sorrowful creature. Just, he's just like, my emotions, <laughs> they're too much. I must dissolve into tears. I mean, have you ever met anyone? Dissolve into their own tears. Yeah, teenage girls. <laughs> but they still are alive. I'm sure they've tried to dissolve into their <laughs> yeah. own tears. 16-year-old Belle used to lay in the bathtub. <laughs> she probably almost dissolved into tears. But you didn't. I swear, the squonk has. True, I didn't. He has the advantage so... of, of <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> <Yeah>. of depression, <laughs> I guess. I don't think that's an advantage. Yeah. Poor thing. So I can't believe they're so. I know. I was so excited to listen to that song, and I genuinely enjoyed it. I was like, After this wow. is over, I'm going to have to add these to like a playlist. Yeah. A cryptozoological playlist. Our trips to yes. wherever we go. We're going to go looking for the squonk listening to Steely Dan and Genesis on repeat. <laughs> I cannot wait. One song is six minutes long, so we won't have to add that much more to the playlist. Yeah, really. My God. Does Mothman have a song about him? There probably, honestly, might be. I've never Man, thought about it before. Cryptozoological creatures, they... What better inspiration? For, for honestly, honestly. Just like, let me go write a song about something that dissolves into tears real fast. <laughs> Forget BRB. <stories. laughs> Can I put this on the radio one day? So that, unfortunately, concludes our... Um, concludes our information about the squonk. Very disappointed in that. was that incredible. Because, yeah, thank you. I really just laughed while I was doing this. I just I, laughed to myself a lot. I can't believe I've never heard of this thing. Especially since it has songs about it. Yeah. I can genuinely say that the squonk changed my life. When I learned about it. Dissolves in tears. Can whatever. we, real fast, before we switch to the Thunderbirds, can we go back to the very first sighting of this was by drunk lumberjacks who were looking for pleasure? <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if that was true, maybe they were laughing at it, which makes me, oh. which makes me think that their lumberjacks oh. are very similar to like frat guys. Because <laughs> if they're like, let's summon this thing real fast so we can laugh yeah, at it. Granted, I, I mean, in the history of summoning or whatever, <laughs> yeah. people don't do it for they do it for fun. Like when you're saying Bloody Mary in the mirror, you're not mm. like I'm going to. Squancher, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not, you're not out to kill Bloody Mary. You're like, let's see if Bloody Mary can hang. Yeah. Like, so I guess I just want to go back to your comparison of lumberjacks and frat boys. I do, 
I do think that there are a lot of similarities there that have not been um, compared. Yeah. Flannels, I feel like, you know. Flannels. I love flannels. Exactly. Mean. Mean. Oh, I don't want to say mean. Beards. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) And also common thing. Granted, lumberjacks are commonly compared to hipsters nowadays. I can't say that I want to see Metro Lumberjack, though. Um, We have the Lumberjack Festival. We do? (laughs) Do real lumberjacks go to this? I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, are there fake lumberjacks? I guess that's not something. (laughs) I mean, you're not like a lumberjack con artist. You're not like, yeah, I lumber wood all the time. I'm a pro at it. Some might even call me a lumber pro. That was the worst joke of all time. I'm sorry that you guys had to hear that just now. But yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lumberjack festival that I've been to. And they just cut wood. So that sounds falls. What? Yeah. Man, you learn something new about your state every day. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, honestly, okay, we're supposed to be focusing on Pennsylvania. But I mean, West Virginia, Dude, our hometown. The so only thing I really know about Pennsylvania is sports and we all know i don't know a lot about (laughs) sports and well i know the pirates the steelers yeah and there's a restaurant there that i already forget the name of (laughs) so that's all the knowledge that old bell has of uh pennsylvania (laughs) i think it's enough information we now know about the squonk so there you go that's the most important part so i guess now we'll move on to thunderbirds let's go i hate birds so this should be fun (laughs) Yeah. The Pennsylvania Wilds in north central Pennsylvania consist of over 2 million areas of public land. It is considered as having some of the darkest skies in the nation, which I kind of felt like is a very random fact, but kind of, I don't know, I guess it kind of makes sense. That sounds terrifying. I, I, I feel the same way. That's a very... The darkest skies in the nation. Yeah, very interesting, I guess. And this is also said to be where the Thunderbirds live. And the Thunderbirds are also, it's not just one creature. It's like a whole species. Uh, These creatures are counted to stand at four to eight feet tall with a wingspan of 15 to 20 feet. This is already my nightmare. Yeah. I hate hate birds. So a bird that's that big. No, thank you. Hard pass on that one. Again, I just feel like we keep bringing up West Virginia, but I would, I mean, with it being that big, I feel like it's almost comparable to Mothman. It would have to be. Eight feet tall is taller than any person I know. So, the size Yeah, of I man, definitely don't know anybody that tall yeah, or close. Well, There's basketball players that are like seven feet tall. Yeah, but. And still, they're humongous to me. Yeah, seriously. Granted, I'm like five, six. Like five three. <laughs> True. <laughs> I am tiny. <laughs> this legend goes back to Native Americans who believe that the flapping of the bird's wings cause thunder and the closing of their eyes cause lightning, which is a lot of power, if you ask me. It is said that if one was spotted, then a storm was on the way. And there have been multiple sightings of these birds. So See, that makes it cooler though. If it's like Native American culture, then you get like you get like a cooler aspect yeah. of it. From squonks, this just sounds like a made-up man's like hallucinating tales. That's true. From like, if this is like their culture, that makes this ten times cooler already. Yeah, I agree. Even though because I hate birds. 
it there are multiple sightings of these birds as mm-hmm. where the squonk was like like six people who were super drunk saw it. Yeah. And even six might be an over true <laughs> an overstatement. So Thunderbirds, I will say, are more likely to exist. In 1892, a flock of Thunderbirds was claimed to be seen in Cameron County by a man named Fred Murray. He claimed that they had a wingspan of 16 feet and looked like buzzards. Buzzards? Creepy. Would not like to experience this. Yeah, no thanks. Another account came from the mid-1900s near Jersey Shore in... I hope I pronounce this right. (laughs) Lycoming County? Yeah, I think. Lycoming County? The size of the bird was compared to that of a plane. Oh, my God. Very large. Are, are we sure it wasn't just a plane? A I small mean, plane? I feel like that would be a possibility because they're, the people say that they don't, that the birds glide, that the Thunderbirds glide. They don't oh, flap they their don't wings. flap their wings. Yeah. Except to, like, summon whichever yeah, yeah i guess so yeah that would so make have, sense which i mean i guess if it wasn't storming then they wouldn't be flapping right their wings, so. yeah so that would make sense there have also been accounts as recently as 2010 and 2012 yeah in 2010 two witnesses claimed to see a quote large bird with a very large beak end quote which i find that kind of funny because that's vague. just very a very broad saw a big just, bird with a big beak <laughs> Was it just a bird? Like, just a big bird. True. It could have just been like, I don't know. We see, I see big birds here all the time. Yeah. They're cranes. Cranes. That's what they are. I couldn't remember the name of them for a second. I mean, they're relatively large. If I saw one flying, I feel like that'd be a little scary. God, I hate. They they fly by the creek all the time and I'm like, please never come near my home. Yeah, they are. Let's keep our distance. I respect you. You respect me. Yeah. Social distancing. (laughs) Six feet, please. (laughs) At least. Yeah, for real. Uh, This account came near the uh, Cattersport Pike, which is north of Lockhaven. I'm going to say right now. I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know where any of these places are. Again, my only knowledge is Pittsburgh. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's the only place I've been to in Pennsylvania. Uh, Yeah, I'm probably the same. No, I went to a place called Beaver Creek, I'm pretty sure. There's a place called Creek. Yeah, I went to a wedding there. But again, I don't think that's anywhere near what these people are talking about. There was an investigation following this account, but they didn't find any evidence. An investigation? Are they going to shoot it? Uh, Okay. If, mm, is it the right thing to do? Probably not. But if there was a sighting of like some kind of creature that people had seen a lot of, but there was no real evidence of Mm. them. In order to prove that it existed, I mean, basically the only way to do it would be to kill it and have the evidence. Because even pictures now, like, you you can't tell. Yeah, and I mean, people hunt Bigfoot. I don't know what they plan on doing it once they find it. <gasps> yeah. So, I mean, I guess that would be the same thing. I kill it. I'm, yeah, maybe. But, I don't know. I mean, because right. you can't trap it. Bigfeet. Bigfeet. <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot's supposed to be, like, huge. So, it's not like these little... I'm not going to say mean things about Bigfoot hunters because, I mean, like, I would hunt for Mothman in a heartbeat if I yeah. wasn't scared of the dark. Um, Me too. And so, I, I don't know. I get where you're coming from, Bigfoot hunters. <laughs> and Thunderbird hunters, too. Yeah, I guess. Squanch hunters? No. Squonk, whatever his name is. You guys are just mean. <laughs> oh, for real. 
Uh, two years later, two girls saw a thunderbird while they were camping in Chapman Township. They estimated that the bird had a 14-foot wingspan and no feathers on its head. Can we talk about these assumptions that these people are making of how about how big these things are? If I was in the woods yeah. and I saw a big thing, I'd be like, it was 20 feet long. <laughs> and a hundred feet. Red eyes, that of Lucifer himself. <laughs> like that's all, honestly what I was wondering too, because it's very hard to judge how big something is when it's flying in the air. And I mean, a plane when it, looks and if you're scared. Small, yeah. Like, so my first instinct would not to be like, oh, let me get my protractor out <laughs> and measure this thing real fast. It's we'll probably handy what, dandy ruler. 17 feet into the air. Yeah. Measure that by 14 feet wingspan. Obviously, <laughs> it's this big. Yeah, you definitely need something to compare it to if it was just... Which, I did read that there were some accounts that said that sometimes the bird would be like perched somewhere that would be the worst (laughs) yeah you're probably right but it was perched long enough to where they could kind of compare it to other things so kind of like gargoyles yeah wow there was actually a comparison yeah to a gargoyle so see my brain is just linked with these people (laughs) okay you get thunderbirds i get (laughs) squonk sounds good i don't want to hunt that thing anyways it'll just dissolve into tears because god i still hate birds though i don't think i could (laughs) handle that that bird's that's a big bird (laughs) Because one woman said that it flew over, like, a little creek that was close to her house. Yeah. And, which, she said that the creek was around 75 feet long. Yeah. Did she get a, did she get a tape measure out okay, and well, measure the creek? But think, if you did see this, because she said that it looked like the wingspan was about as long as the creek. So, if I saw a bird that looked that long, I would probably go measure in order to be more accurate. When I told people Not about me. It. I would go inside my house and never leave again. <laughs> I would become a hermit. I would be scared to ever leave my house in fear that it would come look for me because I looked it in the eyes. <laughs> I don't know what I would do, really. Never been in a situation such as that. Listen, so. I, I've been begging to see something crazy. It still hasn't <laughs> happened. We've been to these creepy places. Still haven't seen anything. Okay, only one. So there's still time and hope. It might happen. Follow along as I journey through not believing in ghosts anymore. Um, so these two girls, after they had, after they saw a thunderbird, it slooped low over the camp and caused the girls, yeah, okay, it caused the girls to run crying into their cabin. Yeah, I don't blame them. I don't either, really. Regarding the situation, the older girl said, quote, I think, she said, quote, I know people think I'm strange when I talk about it, but it was real, end quote. Okay, and that's the thing. Like, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the human mind does not collect things memory-wise accurately. Like, yeah, Agreed. But I also believe that these people who see these things and these people who see ghosts, granted, I believed in ghosts until like two weeks ago. <laughs> um. I think that they really do believe what they see. Yeah, like I, I don't so think that they're just making unless they're like looking for attention. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that some of these people, like especially people who go through like crazy things like this, I don't feel like they're just making this stuff up Mm-mm. for fun. Like this is a traumatic experience for them. So I think maybe they believe it, whether or not it was actually as their memory remembers it or not. I mean, that could go into question. Yeah, but I think that I mean, if she thinks that that's what she saw, then. Yeah, that's, More power to her. That's honestly why I like seeing 
Okay, I don't want to say that because it was probably a scarring experience. Yeah, for real. But for her to say that she knows that people probably think that she's weird. Yeah, because then I mean, then you're putting your up, you're putting yourself up for like being penalized and being like, that woman's insane. Yeah, so she knows how she sounds, but she still holds that it happened and she saw it. So I respect that. I mean, yeah, I mean, and it's like that for so many other cases that Mm -hmm. we'll talk about later on, like. People will say that they see these creatures or see ghosts or see these demons and they'll believe it and they'll yeah. know that people might think that they're crazy. They know how crazy it sounds. And I mean, like, they'll lose houses over it. Like the Amityville Horror case. Yeah. Like, they were like, something is haunting our house. Like, they lost their house over it. The place that they lived. Like, and so I think once it hits that point of, like, you're losing friends, you're losing people in your life over this story, mm-hmm. I feel like you would come clean if it wasn't real or not. Yeah. I agree. Good. Good points there. <laughs> thanks. Oh, thanks. I got a ghoul point for that one. <laughs> yes, a ghoul point. Uh, Hiram Cranmer was a retired postmaster who lived in Lydy Township, Clinton County. He was often see. Mm-hmm. He was often <laughs> recalled as being interested in interesting things such as ghosts, UFOs, and monsters. And is a somewhat prominent seer of Thunderbird. Yes! I want to be friends with this guy. He sounds like he's our kind of guy. Yeah. We love ghosts. We We haven't seen any, but we love it to watch other people (laughs) look for them. Yeah, really. His first sighting occurred in 1922, and he saw four others following that. Oh, that's cool. Legend has it that a black and white photo was taken of a Thunderbird after men killed one, nailed it to a barn, and posed in front of it. That's awful! Rest in peace to that poor Thunderbird. The photo has become known as the lost Thunderbird photo because, as its name suggests, it is missing. Shocker. Yeah. Researcher Ivan Sanderson claimed to have left the photo with Cranmer in 1963. Unfortunately, Cranmer passed away in 1967 when his house burned down and it is speculated that the photo burned in the house. Oh, life. no. Yeah. I'll know that he's dead and I'll know that that yeah, picture's really. gone. That's a, that's a double I'll know. I know. I hate that. It is also important to note that it is said that the Thunderbirds mostly inhabit northern Clinton County and southern Potter County, which is a very remote area. So it would be relatively easy for them to hide and live there. So it's not like okay. these sightings are in New York City where there are people everywhere and. It's not flying over like. The Steelers Stadium or right. anything like that. Yeah, it's in like a very wooded It's not showing area. off like the Mothman did over that bridge that one time. Yeah, no, not in this case. <laughs> okay, so it's like rural places. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Not very many people at all. So again, I guess it would be possible for these large birds to, which I wonder if there are actually people who hunt these birds. I mean, that would, I feel like a lot of people hunt for the I mean, I guess for the thrill, but also for peop- for other people to know, like to see yeah. what they accomplished. Yeah. So it would be, they would get a lot of fame probably if they did yeah. find one of these. Because I would go and hunt for like some cryptozoological creatures not to kill them. Like the frogmen in Ohio. I yeah. think it's Ohio. I would go and look for them. I yeah. wouldn't kill them. That's not yeah. cool. Same for like the uh, Alabama wild- white thing. And it's white thing. That's not <laughs> my hick coming out. That's its legitimate name. Yeah. I would go look for it. 
maybe the frogman <laughs> is a little more likely i'm not getting murdered Ooh. by a giant white sasquatch yeah. so i don't feel like frogman could kill me not a big fan of frogs so i'll probably sit that one out see you can i'll go look for the frogman you can go for thunderbirds yeah sounds good there we go well guys that's what we're gonna do now <laughs> <laughs> bye i'm Next gonna go <laughs> drive to ohio now and pennsylvania <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's all that's all we have for the Thunder for Thunderbirds and Squonk. I feel like those were two pretty interesting cases because I agree, the yeah. Squonk. I can't say it enough. I just love the Squonk. How could anyone not? I mean, so many parallels to just overly emotional human beings, yeah, honestly. Really. And then the Thunderbirds have Native American and that, I mean, like, that's the cool thing with that, though, is, like, you get the Native American culture, like, intertwined with the Thunderbirds, because you get, like, what is it, their wings flap, and yeah. it summons, like, thunder. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's super cool. Like, really is. even if they're not real, because I am not going to confirm nor deny whether I think these yeah. things are real or not. And so, now Squonk, I don't know, he's a little bit iffier for me. Because it's not like any... That's the thing. That's the thing with these cryptozoological creatures. Like, with with some of them, if you catch them, like, you have them. Mm-hmm. But with Squonk, <laughs> if you catch one... Conveniently, they dissolve into their own Yeah, place. that thing sounds like it would be off, like, Harry Potter. It sounds yeah. like Hagrid would take care of Squonks so nobody hurt their feelings. Aww. Like, with the Thunderbirds, they're so huge that I feel like they'd be hard to kill. And there were also a lot of sightings of one or more Thunderbirds. Yeah, so with Squonk. Traveled in like it seems like everybody groups. was really drunk. Or on drugs. Or on hallucinogenics. Yeah. So, I mean, in the cryptozoological world, I feel like Squonks just needs more love man i feel like at some point we should rank oh i don't want to hurt any of their feelings but i feel like it'd be interesting to rank you literally just were like i don't want to hurt braxy's feelings <laughs> if i rank yeah thunderbird braxy's over gonna be at my wedding so yeah for real don't want to hurt his feelings gosh i with cryptozoological creatures i feel like you fall into such the category of like you either like are a firm believer that they're real or or you just think they're super cool or it's like those are the dumbest things I've ever yeah, heard of in my life. Definitely. With me, I feel like I'm like, they're super cool. I think they're I all real. Totally agree. <laughs> I'm I a want to believe in them. Firm believer that Bigfoot is real. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm not so firm. But I I love the cryptozoological stuff. It's different because it's our monsters and Appalachian monsters yeah. and mysteries. Yeah. Other than like murderers and stuff. Yeah. But I'm excited. I'm excited to do more cases on yeah, I am the too. cryptozoological world. Because we have Mothman, which is our home state. Woo. Can't wait for that one. I'm very excited. But thank you guys for listening with us yeah. as we heard Miley talk about old squonks. I guess you yeah. should use plural, right? Because there's if there's not just one. If it's not like a... Yeah, I guess Mothman so. scenario because I don't think Mothman has like kids, moth Mothmen moth and moth women's <laughs> moth children, the moth kids. That sounds like a band somebody would come up with in West Virginia. Looks like when you start a band, the moth kids. <laughs> that was another episode of Appalachian Monsters and Mysteries. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at ammpod and like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com/appalachianmm.
You can also email us at AppalachianMM at gmail.com. Thanks for exploring the weird and wild and spooky parts of Appalachia with us.